Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey everybody, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in very cold Hooksit, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Amazon, Google, of course, YouTube, if you're watching this live, basically wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Nick, and Dave. Ooh. And tonight, we are talking lighters and lighting and relighting, and we are going to do that uh, in the first half of the show by... Uh, talking about and reviewing the Charter Oak Habano Toro. And this is a uh, new release from Nick Melillo and Foundation Cigars. It features a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler. It is, like it, the name says, a Toro at 6x52. And we are going to be pairing it and having a conversation with the... Uh, a very nice little bourbon, Paul. You want to tell us a little bit about it? So this was actually an idea that you and Dave talked about this morning. Yes. Yes. And it's called Jim Beam Repeal Batch. Repeal Batch. Repeal Batch. What does that mean, Repeal Batch? Well, it goes back to it's, but the, 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 the motto of this particular bourbon from Jim Beam website is it's, it's never too late to celebrate the repeal. <laughs> nice. A amen. A and Amen. Just well, yes. It's got a nice nose to it. Mm -hmm. A little bit of charred oak. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of honey uh, and no pun intended. Honey and vanilla. Mm -hmm. I'm picking up a lot of vanilla with that one. Nice, very nice, very smooth. It's very smooth. It's uh, got a great finish. And the mm -hmm. nose got a little bit of that cinnamon flavor, mm -hmm. uh, but really, really nice. It's 86 proof, 43 percent. It's fantastic. And the yes, best part the about best this. Part. It's crazy. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. Fifteen dollars, yeah. folks. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll tell you. I've had bourbons that are thirty-five, forty dollars, forty-five dollars that yeah. are no better than that. Yep. Correct. Absolutely. No better than that. You do not need to. And as a matter of fact, this may be this may be the drink that we use on the. You don't need to spend a whole lot of money episode. We're, we're going to be doing. Oh yes. Years. Yes. We're going to have to. That buy could stock. be. That could be it. It'll be, you know? one, it'll be one of many. That we yeah, can, yeah. We can, we can <laughs> so we've had some also, we've had some fantastic, uh, inexpensive liquors in the last few months. That we, we really have showcasing. I think we're going to have to showcase, yep. but bring it back on the show and just kind of 
lay them all out <laughs> and showcase them. Oh yeah, that the, the old tub. Yep. Old what tub. else would you put on there? Uh, the the rum that we had a few weeks back. Yes. You could do the rum that single barrel that Dave brought in. Yep. The re- that was like a twenty dollar bottle. We'll have to do like a ski run. The the, uh, the redemption well, we do, uh, redemption rye redemption which, rye which is COVID, about twenty five bucks. The COVID Christmas special. The which COVID Christmas special. I was yeah. not here for the yeah. Jack Rye as well. Old the Jack tub, Rye. Yeah. Yeah. Old tub was yep. yeah, yeah yeah yeah. The Jack Rye goes for about twenty five bucks as well. Yeah, that's a that's a really good price for that that yeah. drink. It's really nice. There are some really really good spirits really? out there for under thirty bucks. And that was just whiskey and bourbon. We didn't yeah. even touch the single malts. No, no. Are there good single malts for under thirty bucks? Yeah, um, I would have to say Glen Fittit and Glen Levitt. You can get the twelve year ones of those for under thirty bucks. Yep. Uh, regular seven fifty bottle. You're looking at about twenty five. Really? Eight bucks? Yeah. I see him wow. at the liquor store for like 36 No. You, you can find you can them get places? Them. You, yep. You can, if you look, if you, look you can huh? get them, baby. Uh, I love Glenlivet 12. That's mm. one of my favorites. That's so I tasty. I love Glenlivet. I think it's my mom. Smooth, <laughs> creamy. I think my mom put that in in my bottle when I was younger. I think so, too. That's entirely possible. <laughs> entirely possible. Oh, yeah. Um, so what are our first impressions of the cigar and the pairing? Dave, I'll start with you. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick, I'll start with you. Mm. Okay, Paul, let's uh, move on to you. <laughs> I was just going to say something. <laughs> You just said, <laughs> let me say it. Go ahead. On the light, I got, because it, it has a closed a foot, a lot of tobacco notes. I don't notes. know why. So, because of the closed foot, mm. when you light it and you immediately take the first pull on it, you get that intensity of the wrapper. So, for mm-hmm. me, it was a spice bomb. Mm-hmm. But once that kind of faded away and you're into the wrapper binder and the filler, yep. smoothed right out, I still get some of the nice... Um, pepper notes in the retro hail, but the buttery, creamy smoothness from the cigar is really, really nice. Yeah, and you know that, that that's uh, as we talk about lighting here, um, specifically referencing this as a closed foot cigar. That means mm-hmm. that the wrapper comes around the bottom of the cigar, and mm-hmm. so that when you light it, you get that initial hit yep. of the of the uh, wrapper tobacco, and. Uh, this is one of the few time, few cigars out there, and I guess by that I mean any cigar that has a finished unfinished foot. You don't really have to do a pre-light with. You're supposed to light it and and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the um, embers from the from the sh- from the foot will finish the light. Yeah, right, right. So again, you know, for a cigar like this. Uh, and and we'll get into this a little bit later, but I'm a I'm a soft flame guy when it comes to cigars. Mm. But unfinished foot, that's perfect for a soft flame. You it don't is. need a torch or anything mm-hmm. like that. Just one little poof, and it's yep. gone. You can take a draw on the cigar, and it just is really tasty. Mm-hmm. Paul, what are you picking up from this? So initially, what I'm getting beside the uh, that <sighs> that spice, uh, almost like a pepper spice, it does mm-hmm. settle down. Um, but I'm picking up a nice milky creaminess to it. And a little bit of light peanut flavor too. Mm. Yeah, you know, I can, mm. I can, I can pick that up. Yep. Some kind of nut. Peanut might as well be it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Sweet nuts. The peanut or like the shell of the peanut. I'd say a maybe the peanut. The peanut. The peanut. Not yeah. the shell. Not the shell. Not no. the shell. The no. nut itself. Okay. 
<laughs> Do you pick up anything else other than the nut itself, Dave? <laughs> I was going to say, I get I, I get a little bit of nuts, but to me, it's like a, it's more uh, earthy. I get a little subtle sweetness, maybe like a like a sweet leather, if that's possible. I don't know. And uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of nuts. Not as much nuts as I usually get from something that's hub on. Oh my gosh, Dave, stop! So many any windows, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, <coughs> excuse me. Your excuse. There we go. All right. We're back online. Um, I get a lot of wood from this. Uh, I can pick up what you would be saying is leather. I get what you're getting is the, the nuts. I get that sweetness there. But a um, little cedar. You know, there's, yeah, some cedary kind of wood there. And uh, there's a nice little spice on the wrapper. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really hang around so oh. much uh, on the finish, mm. but uh, especially in the retro. Yes. And right when you're drawing through the cigar, you get a little bit of that on the lips. And it's really, really nice. But this is very woody for yes. me. It's yeah. a very woody cigar. That's yep. the predominant note that I get I from concur. that. Do you concur, Nick, I, or was that just Dave that concurring was Dave. for you? Concurring. I do concur. Mm. I think the, what, I think I think the way that Nick Malello approaches his cigars is he's he wants to make sure it's very similar to what Kurt does with his line is he wants to be able to have everyone enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So most of his cigars are going to be around the medium, yeah, medium maybe medium plus if you if you look into other like the Tabernacles and all You're that. Right. But with the Charter Oak specifically, they're all going to be roughly around the the medium mark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the broadleaf is is more of like a medium smoke the shade is mild to medium this is i'd I'd call this maybe a light medium yeah uh the, the, the habano flavor is not very uh strong at all it's very very light uh with the drink though it's really smoothing out the cigar i think i think it's maybe canceling out some of the spice it's making yeah. that milky creaminess even more prevalent yep uh the the peanut flavor is still a little bit there the wood i absolutely agree with the the, mm-hmm. the wood yeah. flavor too and a little bit of earth but it's really, really smoothing it out. Do you yeah. think that the bourbon is bringing out more wood than yep. is normally mm-hmm. there? I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That goes like almost hand in hand when you're sipping on the drink and then you take a nice nice drag of the cigar. It It's like you got a piece of wood right on your palate. <laughs> really? It's incredible. Really? What kind of wood? You know, oak? It's, it's like red oak. Bird. Got a it nice, would have to be red oak. Nice piece of that shot of oak right in your mouth. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at how that's burning. Yeah, let, me, that, let me smooth it over here. That's yeah. fantastic. Look, at, Look that. at that. It's amazing. Great burn all the way around. Nice, tight, white ash. He makes great stuff. He does. He does. Nick Malolo makes great stuff. Foundation in general is one of my favorite it's one of your uh, go-to maybe, brands. Yes, absolutely. Chato Oak, the Elway Wednesday, the Wise Man, Tabernacles. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with any of them. No. No. Great, great cigar. Now, um, as you know, we're going to be talking about lighters and lighting and how to relight cigars and stuff like that. And I'm going to get into that and let my cigar go out intentionally so I can demonstrate that for you guys but um that's sad. one of the things that, that uh, i did in preparing for the show was to do a poll on uh, facebook asking what you preferred to light your cigars with and the choice the choices were a torch a soft flame lighter 
a uh, match, a cedar spill, or a Zippo lighter. And seven to one, seven to one people um, uh, prefer the torch. Yeah. 20 something people, 20 something people voted for the torch. Three for a soft flame, mm. of which I was one. <laughs> and one person uh, chose Cedar Spill. Nobody picked a match. Nobody picked um, a Zippo lighter, Thank which God. is telling or whatever. But if, if, Thank you. Did, did you guys vote on that poll? I did. Yes. What What did you pick, Dave? Torch. Torch. Yeah. Okay. And Nick, I I know you you're not on Facebook, so you would not, not have voted. I have not. Yet. But if you were going to pick one of those things for your preferred method of lighting a cigar, what would it be? It would be a soft. It'd be a soft flame. Soft flame. Yes, sir. Okay. So there's at least four of us there. <laughs> soft flame. Yeah. You, me, and two other people who listen to this show. That's it. Soft flame. <laughs> probably, or probably Kurt and uh, Heather. Okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, Paul. Uh, the torch. The torch. Yep, and that's yeah. just for the ease and convenience of it. Right. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, I'm going to be outside. Well, uh, there you go. And uh, especially specifically on a cold, windy winter day, uh, a torch comes in very handy. Right, right. That is the the one major drawback with the soft flame is that it just is not very practical if you are outside. Oh, yeah. Or in the wind, or if you're in a car where the air conditioning or the heating is blasting, mm. it's very hard to keep something lit. Um, you know, so torches uh, are, they've got that in, in the uh, plus column there. Now, um, uh, Paul and I, uh, before the show started, uh, put together uh, a little video about... Um, how to how to light your cigar properly and how not to light it properly and we're going to show you that right now maybe roll that magical beam footage is yet i hope that's the right oh. one you oh, hope it's the right I one i hope it's the right one yeah you've got some editing to do on the uh, live show here yes all right. Bear with us while All Dave right. uh, uh, figures out what I he's doing. Meanwhile, I'm going to take some more yeah, bourbon. We'll have to we have to refill our glasses. Definitely, that <laughs> bottle's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank God, God you got too. I think we're here to give you a close-up view of some lighters for cigars. We have a little selection of stuff here. Uh, first off, we have a Bugatti Bugatti Vulcan. It is a double jet lighter. You see that, Dave? And put down like that. Look at that. Ooh. Nice. Comes to a nice point and everything. Nice thing about Bugattis is you can kind of aim it a little bit, and they feel really good in the hand. It's not really ideal for your pocket. It's not really big enough to be a table lighter, but it feels really good when you hold it. So if you're looking for something that's very practical in the hand and you have a place where you can put it without pulling your pants down this is a great lighter then you have the rocky patel what's the it's called the odyssey this is the odyssey this is a quadruple jet lighter and one of the nice things about this is it's got a nice big view 
of the tank so you can see how much fuel you have in there. And I really appreciate stuff like that. And it is a side push. Some people have problems with their hands. Maybe they've got joint issues or whatever. So having a lighter that you can push like that is a lot easier. And look at that. See how they all come to the point like that up top? It's um, a wonderful lighter here. Now, there are people like myself who prefer a soft flame for the cigars. This is a uh, Calibri Wellington, and this is a flint lighter. See that? Looks really nice, single flame. Um, I also have a DuPont. I left it at home because, you know, it's worth more than my car. Um, but it has a double flame on it, which doesn't mean you see two flames. It means that uh, the flame ends up being wider because of the two uh, uh, holes where the fuel comes from. Now, the thing with these lighters is as soon as you open the top, the fuel is running. So you don't want to leave the top open more than you need to. This is a really nice lighter from Zycar. The Zycar Tactical Single Jet. See, it's got a little belt clip on it, so you can play Batman. And the top here is designed to hold your cigar, so that you have a place to put your cigar if you don't have an ashtray or anything. And um, nice single jet. Very nice like that. Again, it's got little windows so you can see the gas. Do you see the gas? Do you see mm. the gas, Dave? You see the gas. Do you see my gas, Dave? see your gas, Dave. All right. And then there is uh, also Vertigo we have represented here in their Cyclone lighter. This is a very, very popular lighter um, in part because of the price point. Uh, we sell it for $15. And you can see exactly how much fuel is in that tank. That's one of the reasons I like it. It's a decent sized tank. Three jets. See that? Three jets. Very nice. Easy to use. Not expensive. Mine's been through the wash four or five times and it still works. You can't ask for more than that. Now, Paul here is going to show you how to properly light a cigar. Okay, so what I do is a, it's a two-step process. Uh, the first thing I want to do is I want to tee it up or toast the cigar. All right, now there's a couple of ways you can toast the cigar. What, we, what I notice a lot of people do is they'll take their cigar, they'll take their lighter, they'll ignite it, and they'll go ahead and move the lighter so that it's touching the tobacco, touching the, the, uh, the footing here, until it's properly toasted. What I do is I actually hold the lighter steady and I'll take the cigar and I'll get it just over the light until it starts to ignite and then I'll just rotate it. And what I'm doing here is I'm adhering the wrapper to the binder. I'm just sealing it up. That's amazing, Paul. Yeah. You're doing such a great job. Toasty! Right. So now it's toasted. Now comes the light. And what I do is I do, I'll start off and I'll do quarter turns. All right, so ignite, ignite your lighter. Again, you want to keep the cigar just above the light. That's the hottest part of the flame, just until you can see it ignite. And you see how he's pulling the lighter back as he's doing it. Perfect, that's what you want. This will be, you'll be successful every time if you do that. 
All right, let me show you how to do this with a uh, soft flame here. Here's this uh, Calibri here. It's a very similar process, okay, only uh, torches burn at about 1,500 degrees, 14, 1,500 degrees, and uh, lighters, soft flames, uh, burn at around eight, 900 degrees, and um, tobacco burns right around 900 degrees. So, you know, a soft flame or a... Um, uh, match is going to be a little too cold the torch is going to be a little too hot so you're thinking about this like you're toasting a marshmallow okay as you move things around you want to toast it nice and even you want to get the heat even across the across the uh, bottom of the cigar okay just like that if it starts to flame up I'm going to move it back a little bit okay And then same thing, I'm going to uh, go from the toast to the light here. Now you notice, both Paul and I never actually put the flame to the cigar. It was never touching the cigar. and. Um, you don't need it. You don't need to get it that close. And you see how nice that is around there. There's no scorch marks. It's a nice white ash. Look at Paul's. Same thing. That's what you want to see every time. Now, a lot of what I see. Let's talk about how not to do this. All right. First off, don't use a candle light your cigar because what you're doing is you're sucking wax up into the uh, cigar that's gonna it's, that's gonna change how it tastes I also hear about people who think they're being real manly out in the woods taking up a flaming faggot and holding it up to their cigar or a piece of coal or something like that all that is going to change the taste of your cigar too tobacco is like a sponge it's gonna absorb any kind of aroma or uh, uh, scent that it comes into contact with. So you want to be very careful about what you use. I know a lot of people like using Zippo lighters. They're real classic. They've been around for years. They're easy. They're cheap. But that um, fuel that they use, uh, you know, that, that smell, you, you know when someone's lighting a, a Zippo because you can smell the, the lighter fluid. And that smell will also go up on the cigar and everything like that. So I recommend not using a Zippo unless you have one of those inserts that changes an odor of butane, which is odorless, tasteless, dissolves instantly in liquid. Just say, <laughs> just say no to Zippo. Just say no to Zippo. Now, here's one of the things I see people doing all the time. And notice, Paul and I did not do this. They take their, they take their torch lighter and they get right up here and they go like this. See, now people like doing that because they're impatient. They want to just get right to the tobacco. They want to get to the lighting. It's like lighting is the least favorite thing for them to do. But if you look at um, this, you can see how the tobacco has been scorched. 
at the bottom by doing that with the torch. That changes the flavor of the cigar. So if I uh, take a draw on this one, and I get some nice wood notes, I get a little bit of spice. If I do the same with this one, I'm getting a lot of char. I can actually taste the burned tobacco. <clears throat> so you can really, really impact how your cigar is gonna perform for the rest of the time based on how you light it up front. Now, another thing that people do wrong is they don't bother with the whole toasting thing. And they just kind of hold it up to the face. And again, with the torch, and then they get frustrated. What the fuck is he inviting? And then they end up with something like this, where it is half lit, okay? That's gonna be actually a, hard to correct because, you know, the tobacco is not gonna taste right because only half the cigar is lit. If you don't take the time to evenly light the cigar right up front, it's gonna burn funny, it's gonna taste funny. So. It is really important to take the time to do your cigar right. Toast it like you're toasting a marshmallow, and then do the light like you saw Paul and I do it. If you like soft flame, it's going to take a little bit longer. If you like a torch like Paul does, it's still going to take maybe longer than you thought, but you will really appreciate it when you take the time to light your cigar correctly. Right? I just I, I I think of it as when I'm when I'm smoking meat, you want to do it low and slow, low flame. Mm, you low and slow. You don't want to you don't want a heavy flame. You want to keep it just above the light. Again, that's the hottest part of the flame is just above it. And when you start to see the tobacco start to uh, ignite, that's all you need. And as long as you do the, the turns after you toast it, um, your cigar should be lit properly, and you'll enjoy it that much more. Thank you. Come again. Anytime. All right. There you go. And um, during that whole time, I have let my cigar actually go out. What I want to do is talk a little bit about relighting your cigar. How many of you have, you know, well, I know Heather's watching. So she is totally in with this. That you know, sometimes you talk so much that your cigar goes out. That happens. Yeah, yes. mine. Where you let it sit. You yeah. know, maybe you, you know the wife calls and you have to put the cigar down and or you're husband. gone for 15, 20 minutes. Or your husband, or your significant other. You know, we're we're not you know judgmental on not just blowing smoke. And um, but you come back to your cigar and it's been five, ten minutes, maybe twenty minutes. 30 minutes and your cigar has gone out, what do you do? And so many times people will tell me, you know, I relight the cigar and it doesn't taste like the same thing. Well, let me show you how to relight your cigar so that you can almost always guarantee that you're going to get the same or just about the same kind of experience that you were before it went out. The first thing you do is 
you knock off as much of the loose ash as you possibly can in the uh, uh, ashtray there. And then you blow through the cigar. And you're, what you want to do is blow through it so that you are blowing the ash, any loose ash, out of it. Then, as you, you know, remember, this is you want to do this the same way that uh, Paul and I were talking about. You don't want to be holding the torch up to here and, and you know, scraping your cigar with the lid of your lighter. Okay. Um, but you want to hold the cigar out, get it going again, retoast the foot, and then blow through the cigar. And you see those sparks came out? That's ash and stuff that's at the end of the cigar that uh, you don't want in there. And then once you've done that a couple, three times, now you draw through the cigar. A couple, three times, however. Very nice. And let's give them a round of applause, shall we? Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All that smoothness, all the creaminess, the nice sweetness of the cigar is still there. And you'll notice, you know, looking at there's no scorch marks on the cigar at all. It's all nice, evenly lit. It's evenly burning. That is how you relight a cigar. And uh, so you can still enjoy it if you have to let it sit and go out. Now, of course, you know, being a, a Bless you, sir, for you have sinned. Okay. Sorry, Danny. I know that was your line. No, no, that's okay. Mm. That's okay. Stodian a beer. That's Pastor. Right. Pastor Nick, Nick I, I love you, and therefore I will give you three free sins. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I will be uh, taking up those three sins before we end the show. Unfortunately, they're all gone already. They're retroactive. Anyway, it's uh, what are you guys picking up on on your cigars right now? Uh, I'm getting a little bit of cedar, some sweetness there with that. Um, some nuts, some spice in the retro hail. Mm. Yep. I'm still picking up that nice milky creaminess. Mm. A little bit of spice. Uh, the peanut flavor has kind of subsided. Mm -hmm. Picking up a little bit more of that earthy wood tones, but that creamy, milky, uh, like almost like a, a it, it's. It's I want to call it caramel. It's not caramel, but it's just a really, really nice little that bit of sweetness to it. Mother's milk. Mother's milk. Yes. Mother's milk. Yes. Kind Thank like, you. That's freak. Kind of like we'll go with that. You know what's funny? Yes. I got. I do know what's funny. The the mo the biggest sensation of that creaminess that Paul mm. is talking about. Yeah. I got on the relight. Mm. I experienced that more on the relight than I did on the initial or any time up to that point. Is it well, the... that was because you didn't have a bunch of wrapper in your face? True. It could okay. be. It could be the because of maybe the closed foot. Maybe well, the sudden raise wrapper in my face. Yeah. It could be <laughs> Danny the sudden raise of temperature of the tobacco. That initial that high initial temp. raise of temperature made this cigar taste like milk. <laughs> maybe I don't know. That's the only. I'm just trying to. I think, think I think of what it could be. Nick needs. You're more thinking bourbon. out of the box, Nick, and that's that's a good thing. Thank you. That's a very good thing. My wife says Back. I usually don't. So let's the box. I let's try it. Let's change the subject so that people still listen to the show. Um, 
look, again, talking lighters, you know, one of the things that uh, you often see with uh, lighters, and people ask for this sometimes, they want a lighter that has a cutter on it. They want a lighter that has a punch. You know, there are some lighters that actually come with a slide-out cut or a V-cut on them. Those are very few and far between and, and tend to be pretty expensive. Calibris are, are usually kind of known for stuff like that. They usually have the... A punch. Well, they the have the sliding, punch, the but they have the sliding V-cut mm-hmm. on some of them. I call them, they look like a, a mini coffin. Right. Those are pretty expensive. You're looking at probably 7 to $80 on that. Yeah. But again, you're getting a cutter, a V-cutter, which is from Calibri, which has the probably one of the best V-cuts in mm-hmm. the game. And then you're getting a lighter. So I think with that, I always tell people when we have them in stock and they take a look at that, and they're a fan of the V-cut and they mm-hmm. want a jet lighter, that's always a really good option because... If you're buying them separate, you're going to be spending at least $10 more. Right. Now, you know, uh, a lot of Vertigos, you know, have the option of a, of a, a punch cut yep. on them. And uh, that's probably the easiest cutter to put onto a lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my issue with lighters that try and combine the lighter and cutter is that... Um, one or the other ends up being kind of cheap. You know, I, I, you look at a lot of the punch cutters, for instance, that are on lighters, and they're all on this hinge that comes out, and it's a very, very odd angle that they let you have on that. Sometimes you don't get it enough room, depending on how big your cigar is. There are some where the punch comes right out of the bottom and locks into place. Yes. Those, I think, are your best bet. True. It, for me, for for a cutter. But, you know, as a whole, I, I almost think it's better just to let your lighter be a lighter, let your cutter be a cutter. I mean, what, what do you guys think? I agree abs- or disagree? I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree for what you just said because one or the other is going to be inferior. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time, it's going to be probably the punch right. or the cutter part. Um, I'm I'm a big proponent of just you don't have to go very expensive. You don't have to dig no. deep for it. You can just get yourself a really good five dollar double guillotine cut. You know we we sell those here at Twins and a fifteen dollar Vertigo. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you need. So you're twenty in twenty bucks, you got a perfect combination versus spending thirty thirty five bucks for a combo. Which I, which we talked about, that one of the others probably going to fail on you at some point. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, I think that's one of the, the big thing. I mean, obviously, the idea for having a, uh, uh, some kind of cutter, on your lighter, the, the reasoning I most often hear for it is that they're always forgetting their cutter. So if you have your lighter, <laughs> well, it's a good and reason. It has a cutter. Then Good you're reason. always you always have a cutter. You only have to carry one thing with you, but see, and then, you have both. You have, you know what I mean. It, it it's a good reason, I think, in my eyes. It's a good reason to have that with you if if you don't want to hold two things yeah, at it, the same. It, it, but it, let it, me finish. It's like forgetting they don't want to look. I understand that. Cutter, I understand it's that. Like the but let me get is disrespected. It's forgotten. It's left at home. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's disrespected. But what? What I hear people saying is they don't want to hold two things. They don't want to hold two they things. They don't want to keep two things on them at once. They just want kind of a one-all, done-all type of thing. And I understand that. You know what I mean? You Sometimes, 
I do, because sometimes Step holding a, 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 a lighter and a cutter in my pocket at all times, it's kind of a little bit of a little bit of a pain. But that extra ounce and a half is just that extra much. ounce is just too much in my pockets. <laughs> it's weighing my pants down. I have to make another loop. You know, I have to make another hole in my belt. You know what I mean? Just to hold up everything. I got my phones. I got my keys. I got everything. So, mm-hmm. but I, I understand that. But I think what and I always tell people this. What I always run into is different types of cigars mm-hmm. so if you're a one a one lighter with the punch and you want to torpedo that day guess what you're not cutting that light you're not cutting that cigar with that with that punch yeah you know what i mean so if you go bigger ring gauge and you have a smaller punch which a lot of lighters come with a smaller right. punch hole guess what you're going to be having a hard time it's going to be trying to suck a golf ball through a uh a yep. straw on that one most of the punches are i think about nine millimeters correct yeah um so it there is a place in the market for it but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of <laughs> for americans this, you just can't hold two things at once <laughs> in the pocket. we have the solution well for we're, you. we're we're <laughs> we're americans they we want the one all done all yeah. type of thing, New which is fine. Army knife of 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 things of the of the cigar yeah. world, which is fine. But again, yeah, you're gonna be totally fine. you're gonna be running into issues probably almost immediately. And the one thing that I found found out quickly because I used to quickly uh, I used to do the punches a, a couple of years ago is they get dull very quickly. That's true. Um, I don't know why I went through twenty or twenty five punches. And after probably maybe 15 cigars, it starts to dull out. Yep. And then you have to press harder. And yep. guess what? Your cap is going to get destroyed. Yep. I, I have the reason for that. And I can tell you in one word. Cheap. That's right. There's there you a reason, go. There's a reason that, you know, you can put those things on, on a lighter and not have the price that much. Because the, the metal that they use, while it's nice and sharp when you get it. <laughs> is n- not the kind of quality um, steel that you get if you bought yourself a traditional punch or a traditional cutter. True. I have a punch that I bought, and it's only for one cigar that I smoke. Which is? The chisel. The chisel. That is it. How often do you smoke a chisel? Not often. There you go. About but as, I bought a pen punch. So about as often as he watches, washes Grogu over there. <laughs> not very often. He's never going to watch that thing. No, he's never going to watch it. Uh, Dave, um, what is the TU word of the week? Oh, here we go. Tobacconist University. Tobacconist University. Related, of course, as usual. Um, Today's... (laughs) Even though it's only the second time we've done it. (laughs) As usual. As usual. Today's Tobacco University word of the day is spill. 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 As in, spill, as, 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 as in, damn, I just spilled my liquor all over yeah. my pants. As in, that would that be have no a tragedy. Yes. Uh, can, speaking yeah, of liquor, could pass somebody pass the, the liquor? Down, yeah. Me and Nick are dry. Super dry. Well, so, anyway, while we're waiting for liquor. Weepy yeah. Sessel. Spill, S-P-I-L-L. Um, <laughs> cedar strips <laughs> used for lighting cigars. These can be procured from the Spanish cedar dividers used to separate rows of cigars in boxes. Yes, is and there you would a take difference? a strip and light it, and use it to light your cigar. That way, the the most cigars are aged in in the cedar or boxed in cedar, and that way you get that natural 
um, I would say, normal cigar taste and smell, and you would not versus abnormal toxicate the uh, <laughs> tobacco there. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice, David. Spill. Thank spill. you, David. Spill. Spelled exactly how you spell the word spill. Mm. Cedar yep. spill. Spill. Very good. Um, let's do a little uh, Pastor Padron cigar confession before we get to the uh, end of the segment here. Oh, yeah. Okay. And here's my cigar confession, again, related to the topic tonight. I believe it, I confess to you that I think some torches just go way over the top. And, you know, I think, I think that there is a, there is a, uh, that law of diminishing returns applies to torches and, you know, the longer I'm in the cigar business, the more jets I see coming out on the lighters. Um, we had a, um, uh, four jet lighter here tonight. I have seen five jet lighters. Uh, again, I've seen that on a Rocky Patel lighter. Do you know the name of that? I, I call it the lightsaber lighter because lightsaber. it looks just like a, lightsaber a hilt. freaking lightsaber hilt. And when you, you hit the button and turn it on, it might as well be a lightsaber because the flame is coming out to here. And you've got yourself a <laughs> you know a nice little short sword with which to light your cigar. Um, but, you know, one of the things that you notice on these um, uh, torches that have four and five... Uh, especially jets, is that they all come right to a point. They're all angled so that they come so that you have control over the flame. Now, if they come to a point, and they come to a point really effectively about five inches above <laughs> above the lighter, so you're holding the lighter here and holding your cigar up here and you're lighting it from here, um, the point is no less fine than if you had a single jet lighter that you could hold down here for your cigar and save a lot and of butane. save a lot of butane a lot so it, it ends up looking wicked cool but not really delivering any more um what's the word i'm looking for it, it's not really delivering anything more than looks mm. okay yep. and so it's you know impressive. i really you know, are they really worth it I mean, is there this law of diminishing returns? You got, do you guys think I can see having like uh, this is one of my favorite torch lighters, the yep. the cyclone here, and it's a three jet, but yep. they're all pointed up, they're they're not angled or anything like that, and so for larger ring gauge cigars, you can you can yeah, cover surface area. the surface area and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but really more than this. I don't know Redonkulous. that you really. Well, it's overkill. It, yeah, overkill is a great word for it. Yeah, because yeah. you're gonna you're doing more damage to the cigar mm -hmm. than you actually want to. I think anything more than a three flame lighter tri flame, uh, tri flame, <coughs> um, is is gonna be doing a lot more damage um, to the cigar unless you're doing 70, 80 ring gauge cigars that you need all that flame power. Um, we're not trifling over this trifling cigar. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. I think I think anything more is just kind of overkill for the lighter. Really? 
Do you it's really lot think of, that, or are you just agreeing with me? No, no. I, I really think so. Most of the time, like I said, the one that I use the most is my, it's a Zycar Trezo. Yeah. And it has three, yeah, and it comes. Which are all angled. angled. Again, which are all angled, angled to a single point. Yep. Yep. Um, tree. And I keep the, the flame down as low as I possibly can. Okay. So it's not over-torching the foot of the cigar. Well, it shouldn't be over-torching it unless you're holding it too close to it. Mm. That's correct as well. Yeah. Um, so the and, yeah. and then when I'm at home, when I'm in my smoking room, I break up my Dupont because I love the soft flame. Yeah. For me, the soft flame I think is the way to go. I always tell people, you know what I mean. If you can get your hands on a nice soft yeah. flame, that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg because Duponts are probably <laughs> the most expensive mm. cigar lighters or lighters period in the market. But if you can get your hands on a nice soft flame you know go ahead and do that because it burns at a lesser uh temperature and it's not going to completely destroy the cigar dan your soft flame is made by karibi is that how you say it karibi is karibi karibi made the soft flame lighter here well that's a pipe lighter this is a pipe lighter but i mean you know you can use it to light cigars i mean there's no reason not the 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 reason it is a pipe lighter is because the flame comes out the side Mm -hmm. and not out the top but if you hold it like this, you have a perfect lighter for mm, lighting cigar. cigars. Yep. And it's a double flame, so the flame is a little bit wider yep. than usual. Yeah, now, uh, Rod, our uh, oh. Canadian listener, says hey, the mm. nice thing about the combo lighter <laughs> is that uh, if, you for- if you forget your lighter, you can borrow Mr. Slobber's lighter. But if you forget your cutter, Mr. Slobber is of no use. That's right. Correct. Correct. You know, and there, that is a very fair point. Rod, very fair point. Yep. All right. Um, cheers to you, Rod. Cheers mm. to Rod. See, weepy there's... seco, brother. Weepy mm. seco. Mm. Oh, Canada. At least you gave us Rod. I love Rush. I know, right? Mm. Uh, not Rush, Rod. <laughs> Both Canadian. The heck, Sorry. the heck with the Rush. <gasps> oh, shame on you, man. <laughs> YYZ wow. is uh, yeah. legendary. Mm-hmm. I think I watched that drum solo at least oh, twice a week. Oh, my god! So good. Drum solos. Drum solo. That's the mm. best drum solo ever. Bass solos. Oh. All right. Um, what Han is our... solo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> All right. We're, we're talking about cigars now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Couldn't cigars, resist. Not drum solos, cigars. What is the final verdict on the Chartero Cabano Toro? Mm. I have to say that this is the third time that I'm having this particular cigar, and this the is probably third. this is probably uh, the best one yet for me. I think the first time I've had it when we first brought it in the humidor, yep. I think it needed a little bit more time to kind of you know relax, yep. uh, get a little bit more humidification in there, mm. um, and so it, it to me it's it's a perfect combination of that spice, that creaminess, uh, the earth, the the wood, but that that. That, and a little bit of that peanut flavor, but the that milky creaminess is just Milk. ongoing. It has not stopped. I think this is a really, really delicious cigar. Milky, I, milky creaminess. I milky feel creaminess. that the uh, the drink is really helping the cigar. Mm-hmm. You um, should. You've had like three drinks. <laughs> yes. So I, I feel like that. I feel like the cigar on its own is like kind of okay. I feel like this drink makes it a, a great cigar. Is this the this consistent milkiness, the cedar sweetness, uh, the, the subtle nuttiness, the spice in the retrohale. Um, I think more of, more of that has been prevalent 
I think that more of that has been prevalent since I've been drinking this cheap. (laughs) Yes. Uh, What is it? Cheap stuff. Bourbon. Bourbon. (laughs) Uh, Dave, Dave, are are you acquiescing? Acquiescing. No, I am not acquiescing. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not giving in. You're not going to acquiesce. No, I'm not going to (laughs) acquiesce. I think. I think the pairing has really made this cigar stand out. Otherwise, I think. I I do agree. I think the Uh, pairing is great. The pairing is fantastic. The pairing is great. And this is the third time I'm having one of these, as well. I had a second one uh, this afternoon while I was working to kind of re familiarize myself with the with the uh, flavors mm-hmm. and the toro specifically i think is a great size yep. yes um yep. the uh the flavors on this are great there is that really sweet and I, i'm gonna use paul's word here milky creaminess it's definitely mm. there mm-hmm. um there's a nice sweetness to this cigar but you know again for me wood is the predominant flavor i'm getting from this yeah there's a great spice in the retro um the flavors go really, really nicely with the Jim Bean repeal batch here. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that it's going nicely because we're almost done and we haven't even started the second half of the show. It's okay. I bought two bottles. Yeah. Don't okay. you worry. We bought two bottles. Yeah. It was like, dang, it's only 15. Yep. We're going to be. How could I not? We're going to get busted. How could I not? <laughs> How could we not? Get two bottles. Get two bottles. Bucks. I mean, oh, that's a deal God. and a half. The wife gave me permission to spend Not two 40, deals. I only spent 30. That's that's correct. Right. Well, <laughs> dang. That's correct. I stayed below the budget. He's very, very happy. All right. So that. <laughs> obvi- Thank you. Come again. <laughs> Obviously, we like the scar. We love the pairing. Mm. And um, we will be back in just a moment. And we're going to be reviewing Rattray's Old Gallery. Gallery. And talking about Gallery. pipe lighters and how to light your pipe. Don't pipe go anywhere. We'll be right back. State.
All right, everybody, welcome back to That's Not Just Blowing Smoke. And for the second half of the show, we are going to be reviewing this Rattray's Old Gallery. Gallery. Uh, old Gallery, according to the uh, tin here, is a broken flake which combines dark Virginia's fired Kentucky and a hint of Perique. It is pressed, then cut, and hand rubbed. Oh, into man, this uh, yeah. beautiful flake there. Can you see that? Can you see that in there? Oh, hold on. Oh, it's Let a me, nice, uh, beautiful there. flake. There we go. There. Yep. yep, see it? Okay. Yep, there yep. you go. And uh, it is um, a Virginia-based blend, Virginia, Kentucky, Perique. There's no flavoring, broken flake, like it said. We are continuing to have the Jim Beam repeal batch with this. I'm thinking it's going to go very, very well. And um, what I want to do as far as uh, um, continuing our talk with lighters here is to talk about how to light your pipe. Okay. And so I've got my pipe all packed here and everything. I'm going to get the tobacco in there nice. You got to pack your pipe right. And you know your pipe is packed right if you can draw through it and it feels there's about as as much pressure as uh, drawing water through a straw. If you if it feels like you're drawing air through the straw, it's too loose. If you feel like you're sucking on a Wendy's Frosty, it's too tight, and you need to. <laughs> Good analogy. I like that. Okay, so you get it there. There should be a little bit of bounce, but it should be um, pretty tight in there. And again, with a pipe you don't use a torch mm -mm. because you don't want to blow up, scorch, or burn your pipe. And um, very kind of similar to lighting your cigar, you want to kind of toast the top first. It's called a pre-light um, with a, with a, when you're talking pipe and pipe lighting. And then you do the true light, that's called. So there's the, the pre-light, also called the false light because you're you know toasting the top of it but you're not ready to smoke it yet so here's here's how you go you, you get your lighter you get it all nice and set you don't put the flame into the middle of your pipe you hold it above and you draw through the pipe Okay, and then you take your tamper, tamp it back down, not terrible tight, you're just trying to get the ash back down in there. Now the whole point here is to try and create a layer of ash on the top of your pipe that is going to trap the heat in the pipe so that the fire is going to be burning down and not up. And the trick here is to, as you're lighting the pipe, be watching the uh, tobacco on the top of your pipe and seeing if it continues to uh, blow up as it's getting hot because of course heat think heat makes things expand so if you see the tobacco expanding you need to tamp it back down and keep lighting it and that's going to be heating up the tobacco it's going to be um, uh, evening out the heat it's going to be you know, drying out the top of the tobacco there. And let's do this again and see what happens.
All right, now I don't know if you can see that from the distance there, but the tobacco is still coming up a little bit. So the heat distribution is not quite right yet. So you light it again, in this case a third time. All right, now in this case, the tobacco did not pop up at all. That means that the heat is nice. You've got a nice layer of uh, ash there, and so the fire is going to be burning fire. down at this point. And uh, so that is how you properly light a pipe. It takes a little bit of time, but if you watch the... Um, first half of the show where we're talking about lighting a cigar really doesn't take all that much longer no, um, to light your pipe than a cigar if you do it properly because again you're trying to toast the tobacco getting getting it burning correctly evenly so that it burns all the way down through the bowl and it's not like half of it burning down and half of it being out um, and well, that's how you do it. So, Paul, what are you what are you picking up on the tobacco here? You've had a few minutes to be puffing on this stuff. What do you think? Well, I told you before the show that when I uh, opened up the can and I mm -hmm. got a, a couple of uh, whiffs of the uh, tobacco, I actually picked up a little bit of uh, a, an iced tea, nice fresh iced tea mm -hmm. aroma from it. Uh, after lighting the tobacco and and uh, having a couple of draws from it, um, I'm picking up a nice light fruit. A little bit of smoky wood, nice light spice, uh, really very, very well balanced. Mm. Uh, the drink is bringing out a little bit more of those smoky wood notes for me. Um, it's adding maybe just a little bit of that. And, and again, I'm going to call it, it's, it's almost like a little bit of a sweet tea flavor I'm getting from it. A little mm. sweet tea. Sweet tea. Nick, mm -hmm. what are you picking up on from this uh, bad boy? The same. The drink is bringing out... <laughs> Picking up the thing, <laughs> the same, the thing that subtle. I can't feel my feet. <laughs> I can feel, definitely feel my feet. I'm not not sloshed here. I don't need to call Excellent. an Uber, but um, yeah, I can feel that, Danny. Thank you. Okay, good. Appreciate appreciate you uh, checking on him, checking on me here. I, I care for you, but that <laughs> I I I really I appreciate you uh, checking in on I me. I know you do. I do. Really do. I love you for it. Thank Aww. you. I love you too. Man. Bonding. I love you more than you love me. I doubt that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And of course, no emotion from Paul whatsoever. None. <laughs> I'm stoic. <laughs> the Vulcans. Um, yes. <laughs> Vulcans exist. They do. Paul Their is name is Paul. Paul is the descendant. That's right. Uh, a third generation, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. but anyways, the the subtle sweetness in there definitely it reminds me of like a really nice old time sweet tea in there. Um, That's exactly what Paul said. That's Ooh. why I said the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the the smoky earthiness in there with a little bit of spice on the retrohale is mm -hmm. really really nice, and it pairs really well with the drink. I think the drink kind of brings out a little bit more of that earthy woodiness in there, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's really good. Medium body, nothing crazy. It's not a light. It's not too heavy. It's a uh, really, really, really nice. Dave, do you pick up anything else other than sweet tea? Uh, 
because if you don't, <laughs> it's not even worth talking to you. You say like uh, like I'm caramel up, or something. I'm picking dude. up caramel some, coffee. Like some real natural sweet tea. <laughs> now I'm getting some. Uh, I feel like there's some earthy tones, some woody tones. Um, obviously, yes, the sweet tea. Um, the retro hail is uh, very creamy, smooth. There's no spice to it. Can you expand on that, please? You know, before I don't Danny feel like there's any like you? much. I don't feel like there's much, if at any, pepper or spice to this. Much, if at any. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is pretty smooth, but you definitely got you mm-hmm. definitely get a hint of the the spice on the retro hill, though. Mm-hmm. There is some spice there. There's nothing good spice. In the right, yeah, yeah, nothing over the top. You got, like you got smoking. spice girls on the mind. Oh, again, uh, I do. I was listening to them on the ride in. It is a very smooth creamy tobacco yep. mm. and it's got some nice richness to it there's some nice fruity notes from the virginia's I was just that smokiness say yeah. that smokiness from the uh, uh dark fired kentucky is there so you've got that nuttiness almost like a you know every once in a while i get this little hint of chocolate and it's not it's not constant but yeah. it's like a little whiff yeah it's gone oh, yeah i got that oh and you're blowing smoke no, yeah. no, I'm no, not he's not. Give him, the, give him the buzzer. Smoke. Give him the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, sorry. Oh, wow. There you go. You can't give me the buzzer. No, you've been buzzed. Um, and, <laughs> you know, the aroma on this, or as mm. the word was last week, the bouquet. The bouquet. The bouquet is actually really, really nice, board. really sweet. And um, I, 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 once you brought up the fact that it this has this kind of sweet tea uh aroma to it um it's hard to get that out of my head yes and i want so bad to be finding something else in here other than sweet tea but you can't there's actually you know you know briarworks makes a uh, tobacco called sweet tea which actually has sweet tea concentrate in the tobacco and it kind of gives you that taste with it then and, and and yes and this does not have any of those kind of flavorings or toppings added to it no but that really is a great description there's a very um mm. there's a very tea like you know there uh, is a aroma and taste you hear that other tea to this tobacco and it's a uh, it's oh, very very good tea. There's a little yeah. bit of there's a little bit of pepper, there's a little bit of figginess um, mm. from the perique, mm. but the perique is more of a kind of a, a condiment topping. It's more in the background. It's not yeah. a, it's not in the foreground or anything like that. This is Virginia's first, then the the, the dark fire Kentucky, the and then the, Kentucky. the then the um, perique is kind of last. And yeah, I'd agree. It's more in the retro. Than anywhere else mm. Mm. it's a very well balanced tobacco mm. very smooth uh but I, 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 again I, it's very subtle yeah subtle notes dave you're absolutely right you got the you get the subtle sweetness you get the subtle smoky wood um you get a little bit of subtle spice mm. but it all works very very well with each other and i'd say i'd, I'd call this a medium yeah. medium smoke yeah, medium, um, medium all the way. But I yeah. agree with the creaminess, and also, it, as Andy said, I did get a bit of that chocolate note. Just mm-hmm. you know, just every briefly, once in a while. Just every once I in a while. I can't. I'm trying to look for it, and I can't get any 
chocolate and oil. I got the sweet note. Well, you have you have had a fifth of bourbon, so uh, I'm not entirely surprised. fourth. A fourth. A fourth. A fourth. A fourth. Okay. Now, again, talking about lighters, um, you know, we have several pipe lighters here on the table. This is a uh, uh, Karibi and um, nice I double flame uh, thing here. You've got a. Um, Kali uh, oh, can't see. That's a Lotus, right? No, this is uh, it actually yes, Vertigo. Yeah, that's a Vertigo Dan. lighter. You can't see it. Thank you. This is a uh, Vertigo lighter here, Vertigo pipe lighter, and as you can see, hanging out of it, it's got tools attached to it. It's got a uh, band, a tamper, and a kind of a combination between a scoop and a poker. Okay. But again, all pipe lighters are going to be soft flame like that. All right. And you got the uh, control there on the bottom. And Paul, you have another one too. Yep. You have this the, is the puffer. The puffer. Same deal. Got your tools here. Yep. And then three different tools. Three different tools. Two. Yep. So you get yep. a little tamper, a little scoop, and then you get. Yeah, nice flame. flame on that. Yep, flame on. Now, the nice thing about the the Karibi here is that because there are no tools, this whole central body is all tank. Uh -huh. And it holds, you know, uh, five and a half uh, grams of butane. Wow. Um, Aren't you fancy? Yeah, the, the average lighter holds something like 1.8. Yes. So this holds an immense amount of fuel. Immense. And because it's very simple, it doesn't have any a, a whole lot of parts. It's the flint that does the lighting. Um, you get a great flame, um, but not, nothing else. You have to have the tampers and stuff with you if you want to do it. You've got the tampers <laughs> included on your on your uh, pipe there. Now, you Correct. have the tampers on your uh pipe and everything you got all the tools but mm -hmm. you like having the pipe tool with you you yes. use the same thing i do yeah because uh, the, kind of a combination tool yeah, yeah because i do like the the width of the tamper yes the puffer yeah, the, the shape puffer, of the tamper is the puffer is great that it has all those tools on it the one drawback to the puffer is that because it has all the tools on it, the tank is really small. Really small. Yeah. And so you're constantly having to make sure that thing is full. Mm -hmm. It's not going to do more than a few pipes. Yeah. Um, and know, I have a Lotus. You have a Lotus. I have a Lotus, and it has a tamper. Skinny on the, tamper on the bottom. A little skinny tamper on the bottom, which you can take out. Um, and the reverse is like a pick. So yep, that you can poke around like there, poke, and yep. if you pack your pipe too uh, tightly, and Dave does that every once in a while, you know. I've gotten got a lot the, better. But got, the, uh, the, uh, the, the nice thing I like about this versus the um, puffer is the, the tamper on this, the poker is in the middle of the, of the tamp as opposed to the edge, and I feel like um, when you're tamping down, the puffer tends to scoop instead of poke or tamp i guess so that's why I, I like this uh lotus a lot better as far as the tamping is concerned i like but the tamper the, uh, for the tamping but uh needless to say needless is, i use my nice little pipe shaped 
Yeah. Uh, wood I think tool. you run into the same problems when you when you use lighter with with com combined stuff. They're they're never quite ideal mm. for what you need. It's you know, great it's, in a pinch. Yeah. It's great in a pinch. And I'll be honest, there are some pipes that I have, especially concave shaped pipes. Uh, for those of you out in Rio Linda, that means like a cone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. And when you get down to that that bottom, you know, twenty percent, a tamper that's this wide is not going to get necessarily all the way down to the bottom, but the tamper in the puffer will. Yep. And so I find that that is not a completely useless thing. Mm -hmm. But if you are just starting just to pack your pipe <laughs> and you're just start you're trying to get your pipe all evened out and everything when you're lighting it, using that little dinky tamper on the puffer is frustrating as all get out <laughs> because it is so small. I have um, no problems with mine. Mine's a little bit bigger than the than the puffer. Uh, which is it? It does exactly what I need it to do. Um, it's just when, a little bit bigger. It's a little bit bigger, and it does exactly what I need it to do. So, <laughs> and uh, I'm extremely satisfied with the size. Said no. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. So, what do you guys think? The lighters with tools versus mm. lighters with no tools. What's your preference when it comes to pipe stuff? Uh, again, I think. <laughs> For me, it's you know what I mean. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, yeah. what? Oh, wow. <laughs> I like a I like a pipe lighter with the tool on it. I don't have to put this down and grab something else to tamp it down. I can just go from lighting it to tamping it mm -hmm. in the beginning, which it, yeah. for me it's. It's it's very simple, it's very simpler. easy. It's simpler. It's just yeah. one thing instead of two it's, things. Yeah, and I always yeah. I always can keep it out. Um, mm. If I need to use it, keep it, I, out. I keep it out. Keep it. You keep your tamper hanging out of your I, lighter. I keep it just hanging out, and if I need it, I can use it. Um, and it's wow. it's simple. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a simple it's, design. It's simple. It's, it's simple. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I got my lighter just because it was, you know, Obviously, the tank is ginormous, and I had a puffer before, but a puffer, a puffer, before, <laughs> oh, puffer. But it, it, would, puffer. it would literally last me like a day, mm -hmm. you know. Um, when you smoke like more than two, excuse me, two bowls, two bowls of pipe a day, uh, it just that's it. Two bowls of pipe. Yeah. You mean two bowls of pipe tobacco? So this lasts me like you know weeks. I love it. Weeks that weeks. lasts you weeks. weeks. That's really? hard to believe. Really? Yeah. I love this Lotus. Mm. We don't have any more. Uh -huh. yeah, I don't believe that. Um, I actually tried uh, seeing how long this would last between refills. And um, <clears throat> I, I'm smoking pipes a lot. I'm in charge of the pipes and tobaccos here for Twins. So I uh, smoke pipes more than anyone else uh, on the staff. And it lasted me eight days. Wow. Between refills. That's, that's a good long time. If you mm -hmm. can go for... Four or five days without having to refill it. That's really good. But I, I went just over a week. See, there you go. See, I'm cheap. So that's, <laughs> I'm so, cheap. So that's why the puffer works for me because mm -hmm. it's cheap. And even I the, only smoke a pipe when I'm on the show. And even though, even, <laughs> and even though it comes with the tools, <laughs> I never use them. Mm. I use this one. Yeah. Yep. I use this There's to so clean much out. More practical. Yeah. I use this a tamper to clean. Mm. It's it, it, having two, just like a cigar. You know, cigar lighter, cigar mm. cutter. Works for me. There you go. 
So, uh, Nick, do you have a a, a meme of the week? The Nick O meme. I do, and this one I've done everybody except for Paul. So this one is for Paul, and when I saw it, I was like, "This is Paul to a T." Um, roll that footage, brother. Oops, and then it's pretty damn big. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And hopefully, at some point, we'll be able to see it. How would you like your steak? Breathing. breathing. Yeah. Oh, Paul's going to put on I'm his gonna specs. I'm going to put on my specs to see that one. going to put on his specs. Yeah, About 10 more seconds, it'll be up there. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh. There we go. Oh, yeah. Paul, what do you think? Yes. Is that, is that, is that true? Yes. Yes. Breathing. Rare. <laughs> medium rare at best. Yes. I do like a nice steak. Medium rare at That's the best. It. Yes. When it, Paul it's gotta, shaves. It's got to still be breathing. Mooing. That's right. Processing grass. You know, that's what, again, if if you ever go to a restaurant that requires you to order your steak or meat medium well or above, just walk out the door. Just walk out. Just walk out. You know they're not using quality meat at all. Yeah, I remember, you know, my, my mother-in-law, God bless her soul, uh, she liked her meat about like you like it, you know, just warm it up a little mm-hmm. bit. And I remember her coming home one night and uh, I was actually making uh, some steaks uh, for the grill and I had been marinating them all day. And so they were darker looking than usual because of the marinade I was using. Yep. And I had them on the uh, uh, cutting board and I was just getting ready to to take them out and put them on the grill and she was coming up the stairs and she said no wait they're perfect <laughs> and I was like they're not even they haven't even been on the grill yet mom <laughs> and she started to laugh and everything but literally you know about a minute on each side yes that might be a little too long oh yeah you know, that might be she liked her steak wriggling i can do mine for, if you get a nice sear on both sides then it's five minutes Mm-hmm. Where it's nice and pink, and the inside, what do you say, Paul? About a, about a hundred, about a hundred, hundred twenty degrees at the most. At the most, yep. that's Jeez. like that's pushing it. You take it off, you let it sit, yep, and then you cut into it. And yep. I mean, the juices that come out of that is insane. Yeah. I'm all about the pink. Yeah. Not, Ooh, are you? I'm, I'm not about, about the, the baby. <laughs> I'm not about the red. You got to have red. I'm not. I'm not about it being like room temperature in the middle. It's. It's got it pink. One sixty-five. Yeah. Ready yeah. to serve. You know, that's, I, I that's can do good. the red. Um. You can do the red. My wife. I can do the red. Mandy. She loves the red. You know. She. Red. She and Paul. Yep. They went out and and got steak and and you know they each had you know about forty-five seconds on a side. Mm-hmm. Be thrilled. I'd be like, take it back, put on a few more minutes. I don't want it. I don't want it well done. I don't, you know, even medium is a little too too much. No, but, but like you know, that you know, medium rare, you know, rare, medium rare. That where it's pink, pink is good. I like pink. Uh, pink is probably if the you, if you would have if, if you would have traveled to Europe, a lot of European countries, specifically Italy, only serves their meat rare mm. only yes. like a few like a minute or two on each side mm-hmm. and there are certain places specifically in florence that yeah, i want to go to someday mm-hmm. where I, we, i've seen shows where they show these big two two and a half pound t-bone steaks mm-hmm. 
that are coming out and they are like just blood red mm. and it is oh god i oh, i can't wait oh, i am so looking forward to that someday i like a good steak when they, when, yeah. when they bring it out it's still sitting in its yeah. own blood oh yes that is the, yeah. best. Oh, That's the yeah. best because you know you can use That's that blood as merit as right. like a little dipping merit, sauce yes, exactly my i re i went one time those are the uh a few years ago when i was up at 255 right now i'm hovering at 225 230 daddy but um when i was up at 255 i went to a steakhouse and i ordered a 30 34 ounce sirloin and i told them i wanted it rare and i was when they brought it it was beautifully beautifully grilled and it was sitting in its own blood mm -hmm. and my wife that ordered a well-done steak mm -hmm. she couldn't eat anything she says she was so sickened by <laughs> by how my steak was prepared. That's awesome. She she sat there and ate fries, steak fries. She couldn't even eat her own steak. And I sat there for probably a good half hour, mm -hmm. just nice and easy. I mean, like Beautiful. I barely needed a steak knife. The lady came over with a one with salt, all that stuff. I'm like, no, 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 get that away from me. I don't need that. And I sat there. And just, I was in heaven for 30, 40 minutes mm. of eating that steak. <laughs> it was two ounces later. Absolutely beautiful. Now, speaking of steak, yes. uh, are you picking up anything new with the pipe? <laughs> yes, I am getting a little gaminess on it. Gaminess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right at the end. Don't Take some so. raw tobacco. No, it's still, the subtle sweetness in there is still, still reminding me of, of a nice, old-fashioned sweet tea. Um, the... The bourbon is really helping it out with the earth and the sweetness there. And it's still getting a really nice light spice on the retro hill. Very, very nice. I'm very happy with this tobacco. I'm picking up more uh, smoky wood tones. More wood for me, too. Yep. Picking up much more wood halfway through the bowl. Dave? I'm getting the, the wood tones, but for me, it's more more of the Virginias are popping out. Getting more of the, the fruits, like the figgies and... Uh, the fruits, the figgies, the figgies. I that, like getting the figgies. The dried fruits. That V's mm -hmm. popping, huh? Mm -hmm. The V is popping. The V is popping. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, this is really nice, smooth, well-balanced stuff. Yeah, that's a really great tobacco. And how much would that uh, tin be, my friend? Uh, I believe this is a 100-ounce um, uh, tin here. And I believe that's, uh, what, 26 26 bucks the uh two ounce tin is 16. that's so definitely that's worth great. it man that's yeah. definitely worth it that'll last right. somebody a casual smoker that'll last about a month oh yeah oh that's one of the great things about pipe tobacco i mean you know yeah the tin you know is, is 26 bucks bucks and as far as pipe tobacco goes you're like ooh, that's that's a lot of money but then you mm, think no, really this What's is gonna last grams you? of stuff this this is gonna last you you know 30 35 bowls yeah, yeah. it's gonna last you know, as opposed like a, to an opus which is like you know 25 30 bucks and that's gonna last you two hours yeah so. if that and and that is a great lead-in to uh, a viewer question that i'm gonna answer and that is do i pastor padrone prefer pipes over cigars because Ooh. customers see me smoking pipes a lot more than they see me smoking cigars and i think that's a great question i want to answer that um 
one answer to that is I am. You have uh, multiple answers. The yeah, one answer is <laughs> I am the uh, person who's in charge for the pipes and tobacco here at Twins, and so I'm constantly trying tobaccos and 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 seeing what we want to bring in and stuff, and so kind of naturally that's kind of where I have to go because I have to smoke everything that comes in that way um, because I'm I'm really the the biggest pipe smoker on staff. Um, <laughs> I do not prefer pipes over cigars. I like them both. And I, I would say I like them both the same. To me, it's comparing pipes and cigars is kind of like comparing um, wine and whiskey. Sometimes you want wine. Sometimes you want whiskey. Yeah. But it's not that one is better than the other. They're just different. And, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, and your horizon, it's you just sometimes it's, it's just what you're in the mood for. Now, the other answer I will give to that is that uh, one of the reasons I smoke the pipe so much in the shop is because I burn a whole lot less of my paycheck. Yeah. Smoking <laughs> the pipe than I do the cigar. Oh, because yeah. Because if I get a, even if I get one of these great Charter Oak Habanos for, you know, Six, Five, bu six bucks, six bucks, bucks yeah. right? I can get two ounces of pipe tobacco for six bucks and smoke that for a week. You can, yeah. So, you know, I get an hour, hour and a half out of that, or I can smoke over and over and over for six bucks. Yeah. So if I want to make sure that my three girls have more food on the table <laughs> and my wife has all the red meat that she wants, then I'm going to smoke more of the pipe mm -hmm. because that means I have more to bring home for her. So some of it is, is that it's something that I do to make sure that I'm because you could, I could easily smoke my check. I could burn my check here. I have. Yeah. I, I've repeatedly on bankers smoked oh, on bankers, not on bankers. No bankers. Yeah, it's a great cigar. Whoa, uh, take that one to the bank. I've I've repeatedly, <laughs> repeatedly, and the and the and the 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 crazy part about it is I always run into events too, mm -hmm. where I'm always spending my check, and it it's. It's troublesome. I, I need to stop, and lately I've been smoking actually a little bit more pipe because the three Ps that we got that yeah. we reviewed on the show, um, that actually been kind of hooked on because that's a, a really good tobacco. It's very nice. And because of how pressed it is in the, in the plug, I can shave off as much as I want, fill up a bowl, and have that bowl for a few hours, and it's – very, very, very good for my wallet, I'll tell you that. Yep, yep, absolutely. Now, um, let's do a little would you rather. Oh, I would rather. Would okay. you rather? Uh, for those of you who uh, may have had your head in the sand uh, over the past 24, 36 hours, um, the table has been set for the Super Bowl. Oh, it yeah. Is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. And it is Tom Brady versus, what's the what's the name of the? Mahomes. 
Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, who won the Super Bowl last year. He did, yes. Brady, who won the Super Bowl the year before. Yep. And Brady is now going to be the oldest person ever in the Super Bowl. He's the only one that has made uh, 10 Super Bowl appearances. Mm-hmm. The only person that's close to him is uh, Joe Montana with five. The other, I believe. <laughs> the other, that's, the other that's insane. This Tom is Brady also, is an amazing player. This is also the, the 55th Super Bowl, and Correct. it is the first Super Bowl that is actually going to have a home team advantage. In yes, that is true. Yep. That is true. It's at the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. Yep. And um, that is going to be a big factor, I think, in this game. And my would-you-rather question is this. Money aside, money is not an object. Okay. Would you rather watch the game live being there at Tampa Bay Stadium or watch it at home? Mm. Oh, boy. That oh, boy. Good question, my Paul, brother. I would rather be there. You would rather be there. Why? So, I've never been to a Super Bowl <gasps> uh, because the Super Bowl, for God's sakes, they charge an arm <laughs> and a leg. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. By the time you get done with the tickets, by the time you get done with the air air transportation the mm-hmm. hotel and all the other festivities that go along with it you you could you probably could spend <laughs> easily like four or five mortgage yeah. payments on that you yeah. know yeah pretty and much remember um, you're only going to be there with about eight other people correct yeah so <laughs> <laughs> although did you i will say this did you notice last night at arrowhead stadium it was not in the ed zone yes that was i mean so they had six thousand people there well yeah. all six thousand seemed like they were in the end zone yeah you know? again mm-hmm. i'm not at all you know this whole COVID crap, but it, whatever. But it, it it just seemed like there was an inordinate amount of people <laughs> in the end zone uh, seats. Well, I'm sure they know. moved from the. I'm sure they, they probably did. But anyway, <laughs> in, any, in any event, I would. I, because I they would've. could. Because they could. Yeah, they could. Move yeah. I, I Who's going to enforce I, it, right? I would. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I would absolutely would love to be at a Super Bowl, and specifically nice. this one. Yes. With Tom Brady, and you're going to be in Florida, yes. in, in probably what mid 70s temperature. Oh, yeah. oh, ideal, ideal conditions. And Tamper is Cigar City, mm-hmm. so you could have a yep. couple of days. You know, go to go to Ybor, be go to Ybor City, go to all those great Miami. places. You could yeah. you know hang out and enjoy your uh, your time there, and go watch a great game, and watch uh, Tom Brady come back with another Super Bowl victory. It's going to be – it would be Super fantastic. Bowl I would absolutely go to a Super Bowl. So you're thinking the Buccaneers are going to take it. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's my that's my bet. Uh, Nick. Yes. It would be definitely being there. I think in any other Super Bowl, <laughs> it I would be very much happy to be at home. Yep. You get to sit down. You get to drink as much as you want. You're not going to get shut off. You get to eat whatever you want. Uh-huh. You don't have to pay for it, pretty much. And you get a pretty much a kind of a close-up view of, you know, everything. You don't have to pay for what you eat at home? Uh, well, 
Well, I don't know about you, but depends. I do. As a matter depends. of fact, I'm the guy that's well, most, for all it at me. The last couple of Super Bowls, I wasn't at my house, so it wasn't. It wasn't oh, my food. I see. <laughs> I, it, wasn't yeah. my, it wasn't my food that I was wow, eating. Wow, you got to follow that. Let me take that. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't my food that's and alcohol. Good, good I was 21. Woo! Oh, yeah. Blue that label? Take me through the hat. Give me another glass of that. <laughs> um, but I would, because of the significance of, you know, Tom Brady going from the Patriots to Tampa Bay and bringing them to the Super Bowl and at having oh. having the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay, Damn. I think this is history in the making for Tom Brady. Yeah. Because everybody and their mother, as far as ESPN, as far yeah. as online, everybody said that Tom Brady was not going to make it. And here we are talking about Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And I think it's just going to be and he's, he's historic. Also- Please let me finish. Jeez, right. Louise, man. Yeah, suck on your pipe, Dave. Yeah, I know. Take another hit. Um, <laughs> I think because of the significance of what this is going to mean in the history of the NFL, and I'm a big NFL, or I'm a big football player and uh, watcher and follower, It's for me being there and experiencing that in person would just be insane. Would be Unbelievable. Be right next to me being married, so or getting married at that oh, point. It would be right oh. there. Don't, don't thank God she doesn't watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, Dave, you can talk. There you go. So Brady is also Brady is also big on numbers, and uh, no, he's not. Is, no, he's not. No, he is. And, no, he's not. And it's. It, I feel like it's also psychological. The uh, the cool thing about this is that this is. If he'd win, this would be ring number seven. It wouldn't matter to him. Right. Do you ever, Dave, do you, you ever yeah. hear? Do you ever is hear it, him say? Can about, I talk now? Is that okay? Dave, All right. The question so, is: the question is, ahead. would you rather be and there? Going to be. Would you rather be there to watch the game, or would you rather watch it at home? That's the question. Yes. Now, do I get a twenty-minute parade? No. On it? Well, come you on. You didn't answer the question. You should have said yes. Yes. I gave you two I would, choices. I would and rather be yes. there. I would rather be. You there would rather be because there. it's monumentous. Because it's, it's monumentous. It's monumentous. That's it's supposed big, to monumental. It's going to be <laughs> monumentous. It's a big word for him. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you can shake your head all you want, but I mean, you, you know, you no, made up I another just, word no, no, again. You guys, you guys can. You guys can talk. I'll just sit here and quietly nod. Sorry. Used to it anyways. It, it will be magnamical. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, laugh it up. Sorry. Guys. Oh, Jesus, man. Oh my I'm, god. I'm going to buck the trend. As much as I want to get back to Florida for the rest of my life mm-hmm. because New England in the winter is like hell on earth. Almost. Me. Um I, you know, having been to a number of games in my life, it is so much more enjoyable to watch the game from your couch than from the tiny eight-inch seat they stick you in. And dude, it's, it's twenty-four of, inches wide. Yeah, well, you know, it may feel one, like eight inches, but it's twenty-four inches wide. One cheek of your butt is not even twenty-four inches. Yeah, wide. but you're so not like, even sitting most of the time. Yes, you are. No, you're, you're sitting, not. You're sitting no, you're most not. Of the time. No, you're, you're standing, not. There's people behind you throwing beer and popcorn at you, telling you to sit down. No, that's not. true. And the beer and the popcorn is like twenty-eight bucks a piece. So they're not throwing anything at yes, you. Yes, <laughs> they are, and which makes it even worse. You know, I, I remember, I remember going to a Red Sox game. You know, a while back, I had 
a guy had tickets he wanted to take me it was a great way to go see the red sox and and we had a great time but it was still like a hundred something bucks to go there yeah to park to get a hot dog to get a beer yeah. which was you know 14 bucks for a bud light you know, it's, it's I don't know what ridiculous. you're drinking Bud Light for. But I'm I'm sitting there watching it, and and yeah, there's something about being there at Fenway. There'd be something about being at the at the Super Bowl, especially yeah. something like this. But you know, to have all of the great views at home in the chair you like, again, with all of the food that you like, with the the drinks that you like, you know, comfort of your home. I'd rather I'd rather watch it from my house. I think it's the, I think it's the atmosphere that you get to partake in when you're actually there at the game. There's a different atmosphere because I've been to, you know, Patriots games where, you know, Brady blows out, you know, whoever versus being at home with your family, which is a great experience in in its own right. Mm -hmm. But being there in the stadium where history is being made, I think that for me, that's just something. It says something there where, you know, you're, you you can say you're actually there. When Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl again, you're assuming again. that Tom Brady is going to win. I do. I'm. I. I, I see. Because he has flubbed it for the Patriots on several. That days. has to that go back to what fault. I was talking about with the numbers. That's not his. It's fault. a numbers it's, thing. Yeah, but Tom Brady this doesn't is care about the numbers. Everybody this, else he, cares about the this, numbers. This, this, yes, he does. In he what interview? In what interview have you seen? Oh what interview I'm have not, you seen? Tom Brady, right. talk about the do numbers. See, do we see the chat here? It says, let them talk. They were talking about me. Oh, go so, ahead and talk. I will. They're, they're ta- this is the Because your, your argument is invalid. Go ahead. No. Go uh, ahead, because no, your argument invalid. is invalid. It's invalid. It is. Right. But say what you need to say. You're in full of shit, but whatever. No swearing on the podcast. Sleep. Oh, I got nothing to say. I'm invalid. It's been, points been made. All right, whatever. You okay. guys suck. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And no interview has Tom Brady ever talked about the numbers. Because he always says, the next ring is the best ring. That's all he says. Even Rod can tell me that. Mm-hmm. So, let's move on. Well, what's the final verdict on Rattray's old gallery? It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. You're welcome. That brilliant summary of the uh, tobacco there. Dave, what do you have to say? Does he have to say anything valid? Yes, he does. Oh. No, of course not. <laughs> okay. How's that banker? <laughs> it's delicious as well. Paul, thanks for think? asking. <laughs> no, I, I really, I really have. Uh, I love this tobacco. I really do. It's a, it's a great combination of that sweet. Nice uh, smoky wood, nice uh, light spice, incredibly well balanced. Um, just yeah, again a little bit more of that uh, that smoky wood with a drink. Mm-hmm. I think it's just been a really wood, re- sorry, really really wood, really That's really wood. Fantastic tobacco. This is really this is this is this is now uh, vaulted up to my uh, one of my top uh, tobaccos we've had in in the last oh, few months. Nice. You know, as the ball as the bowl continues to go down, the wood notes mm-hmm. are increasing for me. It's not nearly it, the sweetness is dying down. Um, the perique is showing itself a little bit more. Not a you know n- not like a ton, mm. but you know 
wood, some spice, a little bit of pepper. That's that's what's happening as I'm down to the bottom third of my bowl here. It's very, very nice. Um, great stuff. Rattrays mm. is a great, great line of tobacco. I haven't had one of their blends that uh, I don't like yet. It's good stuff. If you can find it, it's totally worth getting the uh, old gallery here. Now, next week, we have a very special episode of Not Just Blowing Smoke. We will, again, be joined by his high flannel holiness. Kirk Kendall? Kirk Kendall. <laughs> All right. Of 724 Cigars and, of course, Twin Smoke Shop. And we are going to be looking inside his vault of cigars Ooh. we always talk about kurt's vault everybody talks about kurt's vault and what he has in his vault well next week we're going to get a little peek we're going to get a little look-see and it's going to be an all cigar show next week big surprise and we're going yeah big surprise <laughs> but this is the last this is the last give for kurt this is the last gift he's already said the last time he was on that he would smoke a pipe with us on the show and so i'm giving he's on we we try and have him on about once a quarter right so now i'm giving him three months notice he's got to psych himself up he's got to put on his big boy pants his big boy flannel pants oh, i was gonna say his big boy flannels his big boy flannels and get psyched up for some kind of pipe tobacco i haven't decided what it's going to be yet because you know we're talking three months out but uh, next week, we're going to be smoking some nice cigars from Kurt's Vault. We're going to be talking about aging cigars and, and how you, you know, the, the idea of collecting stuff and aging things and having a vault of your own. It's going to be a great show. It's always great when Kurt's on. He's, he's just such a humble guy. You know, it's, it, you know, he's, he's a, uh, a giant in the industry. And quite frankly, you, you'd never know it. By sitting with him, he's just so approachable. Yeah, and, he's super uh, humble, down to earth, and very humble. I love having him on the show. I love working for him. He's a great, great guy, and uh, he'll be with us next week, eight o'clock, right here. I have no idea what we're smoking because we're smoking something from his vault. But you're gonna want to be here to see what it is. You're gonna want to have uh, a cigar or two or maybe three to smoke with us uh with kurt make sure that you have questions ready you can put them in the comments and we'll make sure that he answers things that you guys are talking about it's going to be a great show next monday night eight o'clock right here on youtube when we go live until then this is pastor padrone saying thanks for being with us and that's not just blowing smoke another day another you've been listening to not just blowing smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. <laughs>